As youth pastors, how are we supposed to handle our own personal social media accounts so that they honor God and honor the church? That's what we're talking about today on the Ministry Coach Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ministry Coach Podcast, where we bring you weekly tips and tactics to help you fast-track the growth and health of your youth ministry. If you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure you check out the podcast version. And for those of you listening on the podcast, if you'd like to see how ridiculous we look in person, <laughs> check out the YouTube version, too. My name is Jeff Lascola. This is... Crystal Lascola. And today, we're going to be talking all about social media... Well, Kind of about social media. Yeah, that's kind of misleading because right. <laughs> it's probably not all you're thinking media. like, oh, like how to use social media in your ministry. No, 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 not the direction. We've kind of done that before. A little bit. I mean, talking about pandemic style social media. Right. But today, no, we're talking about your social media, your personal social media. And what in the world does it have to do with the Bible and being a pastor and how does God want his pastors to use their social media? There you go. I mean, because we have our ministry accounts. We have our personal accounts. Maybe you have a business account or your dog, Shortcake the Doxy, has an account. <laughs> hey, little plug for Were Shortcake. Those, we're those people. Yeah. <laughs> dog mom also. And so especially given the climate of yeah. 2020 and what's been going on and the tensions, it's, I think, a good time for us to sort of reflect on our own personal social media. Mm. And is it legit? Like, right. is it, um, is it okay? Is it biblically sound, which sounds super weird. No, I don't mean you need to post more Bible verses and verse of the days. <laughs> That's not what we are talking about today, but more along the lines of just integrity yeah. and character and all of that. So there is a verse that comes up quite often where I work and our one of our senior pastors, Chris Brown, who also oversees the student ministries department, um, he says, this is the worst verse in the Bible, <laughs> but it's one that we all need to be reminded of constantly. So we're going to start here. So this is James 3.1, if you're following along. Uh, it says, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters. Hi. For you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Yep. So the reason we're going to start there is because let's just set the tone for what we've signed up for. Mm. So before we get all like riled up about our rights and what we can do, we want to start with, no, we've signed up to be teachers. Mm. And with that comes not a different set of standards, but what does it say? You're going to be judged with greater strictness, not to different standards, but to the same standards more strictly. strictly. Exactly. So you don't have to be a pastor. Mm. You don't have to work in ministry. You don't have to represent the body of Christ, the church, and Jesus himself. You don't have to. But if you do... If you step over that line of leadership and you're on that stage and you've got the microphone and you're preaching the gospel, there are certain rights that 
are they wrong or whatever that maybe, maybe not that we're just going to give up Mm -hmm. for the greater good, for the good of the people who see us up on the stage and see us in a position of authority and leadership and far be it from us to be a stumbling block Mm -hmm. to anyone. Yeah. Like, so we're going to kind of check ourselves today. It's a little temperature check of our social media personally and some ways that we can be really careful with Mm. it. I paid a little bit of dumb tax on this once. Um, I don't even know how many years ago it was now. And I, there's so like, you know, there's so many things where you're just like, I want to say this so bad. Yeah, every day I scroll through any of my social media feeds, I feel like I don't post or comment oh. to 99% of the things that I There's see. There's so many things you could say. Right. There's so many things you want to say. There's so many things that you're like, oh, I have the best thing right now. And it takes a lot of self-control, right? right? And one time... I gave in to say how I really (laughs) felt about a particular topic that I thought was pretty cut and dry. Mm. And that's why I'm going to give you this. I'm not going to tell you exactly what it was because I don't want to start controversy on this, but it was something that I had like, I thought was cut and dry of like, well, yeah, this is clearly wrong. Mm. And why? And it was another Christian who, and like, major respect for him to private message me. Mm. He didn't engage in a public fight. And we're going to talk about that in a second, but he had major beef with what I posted and I couldn't understand it because to me, scripturally, it was a hundred percent wrong. And I would think any Christian in any church would agree. Not what you're posting was wrong, but what you were posting again. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, well, this this is wrong, and I said how I felt about it, and he private messaged me like, hey, like, you know, there's people who are struggling with this, and right. you need to be careful, and, you know, I'm just curious, like, how you're doing ministry, and it's just like, oh, shoot, this went, and this went really wrong, <laughs> and, you know, that stuck with me of, like, you know, it's not even the non-Christians that I'm standing and risking offending. This guy was a Christian, you know, he was in ministry. He wasn't a fringe person at all, but he had major beef with what I said. And then, so here's what we come to. And I know some of you, especially you eights, you're challenging. Eight on the Enneagram. Yeah. I, everyone knows that. I I don't know. Not everybody knows that, but we work at church. We know that. And then there's people that think that Enneagram is bad and there's a controversy right there. (laughs) Oh, Fooey. Fiddlesticks. Oh, dear. But, you know, like... Eights are the people pleasers? No. Uh, I don't know. Opposite. They're the challengers. Oh, that's right. And I know that there are some of you out there thinking like, hey, like, no, it doesn't matter if it's wrong. Like, people don't like it. Like, the truth is truth. Ah. But let's draw a distinction here between the truth and a truth or an opinion or a viewpoint. Because here's what our job is as pastors. We are here to proclaim the truth of the gospel. Is that controversial to some? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. I had an argument with a student like last week because she couldn't believe that having sex before marriage was against the Bible. And I was like, hey, 
I didn't write it. Like, that's just what it says. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Nobody can do that. Oh my goodness. You know, we just had this like discussion. I'm like, what just happened? You know, but that's what the Bible says. So is it controversial? Yeah. Is the gospel controversial? Yes. There's only one way to heaven and his name is Jesus. Is that controversial? Absolutely. Those are the things where it's like, Hey, that's the truth of the gospel. That's not my opinion. I'm here to like speak for him. I work for the big boss. Mm -hmm. Here's what he says. Here's what the Bible says. Here's where it gets a little muddy though. And where we can stir up some unintended dissension where we think I'm being, but but my opinion is based in biblical truth. Mm -hmm. But guess what? There are are Christians, Bible-believing, church-going, Jesus-loving Christians on both sides of every single controversial topic. You know where you... We just went through one of the most controversial time periods in recent history with the election. Yes. And you have Christians on both sides of candidates of issues and all that stuff, like just right down the middle, both sides of the aisle. Because the error that a lot of us make is we think, well, my opinion is based in biblical truth. Right. And and both are saying it. Exactly. Same Bible, different opinions on an opinion, not a fact. Exactly. So here's where we as pastors need to be careful. When you're with your friends, you're real close people that know you, when you're with your spouse or whoever... Talk about it. Like there has to be a place where you're allowed to express some viewpoints and, you know, talk through things. Like it's not like, well, where am I? Just social media is not the place for it Mm -hmm. because there's people and and what happens is when you become vocal about something that is not gospel truth, that is your opinion, and that could be argued either way. Now, when you go back to preach the truth, the gospel to some your words are now tainted for them because you've now created a spiritual stumbling block for them to hear the truth because of they remember what you posted, what you stood for, what you said. And now more than ever, it's not that we are like, Oh, let's be so politically correct. All I'm saying is that as a pastor, the gospel's not politically correct. I will stand behind that truth no matter who it offends. I don't care. But what we need to be really careful of is anything extra that's just sort of our opinion and we mistake it for um, having its roots in some biblical things because Mm. it's just not worth it. We don't want to do anything to take away our credibility to do our actual job, (laughs) which is to preach the gospel and let, let's not taint that platform at all. Mm. Like I take my job very seriously. And sometimes I'm like, are you kidding me? My job, I think I've said this before. I get paid actual dollars to just preach the gospel and love people. So just like to be a a Christian, oh, okay, (laughs) like sounds good to me. And so I don't want to do anything to taint that, that platform. So let's, let's talk Bible again. So Titus three, nine through 11, but avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels about the law for they are unprofitable and worthless. As for a person who stirs up division after warning him once and then twice have nothing more to do with him, knowing that such a person is warped and sinful, he is self-condemned. And I love when it says, 
a person who stirs up division or avoiding these foolish controversies, you know, this verse is saying, let the main thing just be the main thing. Preach Jesus. All these extra controversies where it's just opinions and opinions and opinions, and you will get nowhere. You're not going to argue anyone to the other side. If I'm going to argue anyone into the kingdom of God, like everyone always says that, like no one ever argued anyone into the kingdom of God. But, But let's be clear though, the definition of argue, because we're not talking about, because you could say, um, in the court of law, you're going to argue your case, which I would say when you were talking about the gospel, that would be a similar thing. Like, well, I'm going to argue my case for the gospel. Okay. But then there's the arguing where you're like at each other's throats, like an argument, a heated argument. And I think obviously that's what you're talking about. Like Mm -hmm. the heated debate of arguing, not the argument of like for the gospel. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're a pastor and I mean, there is a chance someone might see your page and be like, I don't believe in Jesus. And then, okay, you could have an, if they want to talk about it, but more often than not. So here's, here's why we have to be careful though, is because people, we don't really get to sit down and have that one-on-one conversation with everyone who comes across our page. Mm-hmm. So if we post something that leaves something um, of a, I don't know, like, huh, like a question of like, what did they mean by that? Or what? Because I mean, is- nothing's ever been written on the internet or in a post or a text or anything that's been misconstrued. I mean, right. it's always so clear what everybody. Exactly. <laughs> How many times have you read it to your spouse or a friend? They said da 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 da. What does like, that even mean? What do they mean? mean? Is that like a negative thing or are they happy or sad or Yeah. And and the bummer is we don't get the chance to sit down with everyone and go, no, here's right. what I meant by that. Let me give you some of the context. Well, what had happened that week? Like there is no context to be yeah. given. There is no personal relationship. So those words will be They're interpreted at their worst. Right. And once you say them, you cannot unsay them. And like you said, you don't have the opportunity to know what everybody else is thinking to be able to take it back or change your wording on it and all that. Right. And just as like Joe Schmo Christian, like he should be very careful. Mm. Um, But what what I'm saying today is that we stepped into this role to say, I want to protect the vehicle through which the gospel is going to enter this world. If I'm the vehicle, I need to be very careful with, with not tainting that. So a couple of practical tips for this to kind of like give you a filtration system before you act. Um, one of our senior pastors, he always says, pray twice, post once, you know? (laughs) So before you post, if you are hesitant or thinking how this come across, pray about it, then pray about it again. And if you still feel like, yeah, this needs to be posted. Okay. But be very careful. I think the, the sentiment there more than the methodology is very slow, Mm. like not just willy nilly, just posting whatever, like I forget what I posted once and I'm like, could that caption be misconstrued to mean like a double mean? Could someone? And yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, I better just delete that, you know. And I did. Or you know, I had posted something on my story, and I think you were like, whoa, tooting your own horn or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. 
yeah, that does look really, really like vain. Okay. And so I deleted it, you know? And so I think the sentiment there is like, go slow with your posts. Don't, you know, just be too post happy. Another filtration system is asking yourself the question, could I post this, whatever I'm going to post on the main screen in the auditorium at church. Right. So you you get up and you get to do the weekend message and your latest post goes up. <laughs> like, would you blush? Would you be like, oh, no, let me. Okay. So what this was is this right. guy, he was saying blah, blah, blah. Like, if an explanation is needed, cut it. No, not worth it. Remember, 1 Corinthians 10, 23. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. Is it your right, your freedom of speech, freedom of post to put whatever you want on the internet? It's my own personal one. It's not the church's. You know, I've tried to use that one before. And it's like, no, it's not. You are the church. Like you represent them. So no, I mean, is this a free country and can you do it? Of course you can, but maturity says not worth it. Right. And I think that's where it comes into pride and maturity. Are you humble enough to surrender that right? And are you mature enough to say, might be funny, might be what I'm thinking, might deserve it, but nope, I, I'm a different code of conduct because of what I do. Right. And not that social media is that new at this point. It's been around for a while now. But there was a time where that wasn't the case. And I feel like people, every time they have something important they need to say or share, it always goes right to social media. And that's kind of the whole point of it, I guess. Mm. And, but it used to, that used to not be the, we didn't have that channel or those mediums and just to be able to say those things and, and I guess get into that hot water. So it's not like, well, I have to say something or I have to post that yeah. because, well, we didn't always have to do that. Right. We didn't even have the means to do that. Take an ad out in the paper, I guess, and write, <laughs> here's what I want to say do to everybody. Like <laughs> no. Like in the rain. But you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like we act like we almost have to do it. I have to respond to that. No, you don't. And there was and, and here's the thing. If you didn't read maybe what somebody else posted, you'd never even think to respond right. to it. So I guess it's like you have to check yourself as what do I have to do? Yeah. You know, but I feel like we get caught up with that. And 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 I always think, too, it's like never write something in that moment. You know, if it's controversial, like I need to respond. It's like whatever you're probably going to say at, at that point in time yeah. is going to be the worst thing you could totally, say. Totally. When you're a little heated, heated. fired up, all of that. And Plus, that's- if you wait, you can come with a better zinger <laughs> and really get them. I've had to rein you in a couple oh times. Oh, my gosh. So many times. And how many times, like, you write it out and then delete it, you know? It's therapeutic. That's okay. <laughs> I think God would be okay with that. So that kind of what you said is a perfect segue into the next one of never, ever, 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 ever engage in a public dispute. Yeah. So if somebody has a question or they come at you, then you can peacefully engage Privately, Mm -hmm. because public dispute is trash and nothing good will come of it. 
you will look dumb. They will look dumb. We will all look dumb. And there will be people who join in and, you know, we all know how it goes. I don't have to explain that to you. It's just stupid and immature. Never a public dispute. I saw a pastor. He posted something during like, I think it was BLM stuff. I don't know. There's been so many controversy. She? Controversy. Controversy. Or he. (laughs) Controversy. He. Um, That is how it said. Controversy. (laughs) And that's why it's always the males making the problems. sort of. Anyways. And somebody had said something and um, the pastor's response was like, hey, like, uh, would love if you want to talk more, you know, feel free to DM me. I'm not going to engage publicly. I'm like, yeah, that was the mm-hmm. right way to handle it. So, and you'd be surprised probably how many people won't respond then. Yeah. Cause there's always that like, well, you want it to be public. You well, want it's never happened to me. So public I fight and, you know, I get my word in and that, cause it's here. And I don't know if we're going to go over this or not, but there's that element of online or social media where we, it's dehumanized. We're right. now having and saying these conversations that's like face-to-face, we would never do that. Yeah. We probably wouldn't, nobody would say the initial thing and no one would respond the right. same way. Oh, a little sleepyhead over Sorry, here. Sorry, a little yawn It's always when I'm talking, you yawn. I'm so boring. But how it's like we become, they're, they're inhuman. It's yeah. just, it's, I'm posting to something that no one is going to, it's not a person right. and no one other person is going to see it. They're yeah. all robots or something. Yeah. yeah. And you, you say these things and treat people and, and react it's like, wow, you'd never say that to someone's face sure. and vice versa. Right. But we get this like, you know, the keyboard warrior or the iPhone warrior or whatever you want to call it that normally we wouldn't engage in those conversations. Mm-hmm. And even when you say private message me, I feel like it adds a little bit of, humanity to right it. now it's one-on-one right and and there's no like people liking your comments like yeah i got seven likes on my <laughs> thing that i said back to you and you only got three so more people support me i don't know it's a weird sociological element to there yeah. how we react to that yeah and it's not the way conflict is ever really meant to be done that's why it's this weird like what are we doing like right. it never leads to anything constructive so here we go again, Romans 14, 19. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and mutual upbuilding. So do you stir up controversy or peace? And um, that's a little gut check. You know, maybe even just, hey, what kinds of uh, pictures am I posting? Maybe hopefully we've moved on past that, but you'd be surprised. <laughs> um, different memes, you know, and and I think some of this too is really good to talk to your leaders about mm-hmm. your staff, your volunteers, whoever works with or for you, just to challenge them too. You know, I've had to kind of text some of my leaders for, in different seasons of like, hey, I saw the meme you posted hilarious but hey you know students see that yeah we just need to be careful or hey you know i know you're 21 and you're allowed to have a drink on the weekend be careful what those pictures look like you know uh, does it look like you're partying you know just doesn't have to have alcohol in the Mm -hmm. picture because you work with students that could be you know, dangerous. Are you allowed to drink? Are you legal? Like, and that's the thing where we have to be careful. It's like, I did nothing wrong. Right. I'm 21. I'm allowed I, to do that. I had a glass of wine. It's at my dinner. right. But then you just think, well, 
there's also a maturity piece of being careful. So talk to your leaders about that of, because now, so if you are super careful with keeping your platform pure for the gospel, well, there's however many other platforms that also are representing and affecting your ministry. So dripping this in with your team and your staff often is really, really good. And yeah, just even challenging them with like, hey, what are you wearing in these pictures? And, um, you know, just being careful because students do follow them and Mm -hmm. parents do follow them. And we just want to keep, again, that platform pure, whether it's our right or not. We are the bearers of the gospel. And that is what the world needs. Not our opinion, not our views, not our spring break pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully they're not that bad, but yeah, totally. So make sure before you're going to push send or post or whatever, you think twice. Was it think, pray twice, post once. Yeah. And would you post that on the big screen for everybody to see? Because in a way we are kind of doing that. It's probably a bigger screen. Well, yeah, it's a good metaphor for actually what you are doing. Yeah. So, all right, you guys, thank you so much for watching and listening, and we will see you next time. Mm